1: Jesus said if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free the Apostle Paul said only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham in another place he said that Abraham is the father of us all and again that we are the seed of Abraham and it's in respect of Abraham's living before God by faith that we are said to be the seed of Abraham faith is is what characterizes the descendants of Abraham under the new covenant the just live by faith that is the way that they relate to God it wasn't that way under the old covenant the old covenant was a covenant of law and the response that God demanded from the old covenant people was works but under the new covenant it's faith we have faith in the finished work of Jesus now for those who We're living in the New Testament age, transitioning from an old covenant mentality to a new covenant mentality was a huge paradigm shift. Paul, who once boasted much in his works, learned to place no confidence in them after he was saved. In fact, he counted them all as dung, refuse, garbage. He said, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's how to live the Christian life. Simple, really, isn't it? This is Set Free with Ken Legg
0: And this week we are discussing the subject of faith And Ken, yesterday you shared with us that a common uh, mistake that people make when they talk about faith Is to end up having their faith in the faith And then you went on to talk about the primary focus of faith in the Bible is actually Jesus And that's why faith is hardly quoted in the Old Testament But mentioned almost 200 times in the New Testament Now we can see how important this is to understand faith correctly How would you define it?
1: Well, my definition of faith would be that it is a response to what God initiates on our behalf. For example, we read, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, obeyed. Abraham was called. He didn't call God. He didn't get up one day and say, you know, I think I'll emigrate. <laughs> hmm. I think I'll go to another land. Now, I want God to bless me. I've got faith that he's going to bless me. No, that would be his initiation. But it was God's initiation in this whole thing. God spoke to Abraham, and Abraham responded by faith, So God initiates and we respond. Faith is our response to what God initiates on our behalf. You look at that great gallery of uh, characters of faith in Hebrews 11 and you see that that was the case with all of them. You know, God told Noah to build an ark. Noah didn't get up and say, I think I'll build an ark today and uh, what a great idea that will be. No, God came to him and he initiated this thing in, in his life and Noah responded by faith. Mm. Now with Joshua, God told him to walk around the walls of Jericho so many times and, uh, and then the walls would fall down. Joshua didn't say, now I believe if I do this, then God's going to respond by bringing the walls down. Now, he had a word from God. That's what faith is. Faith comes by hearing the
0: word of God. And interesting to reinforce that point. You pointed out yesterday uh, and mentioned just then that in the Old Testament, faith is only mentioned What, 15 times compared to 150, 200 times in the New Testament. Yet these guys in the New Testament are described as
1: being great men of faith, faith, but their faith was still forward looking. So, you know, it was hope. It was faith for something that didn't take place in, you know, decades. Uh, Whereas when we believe in Jesus Christ, what he has accomplished, it's a present reality in our lives Mm. by our embracing it through faith. Mm. So do you think that sometimes
0: we make you know a bit too much about the size of our faith. Jesus said if we have faith the size of a mustard seed which is pretty small that we can move fount- move uh, fountains mountains
1: <laughs> we can probably move fountains too if we want to. but I mean do we make a big deal about that too much? I, I think we do uh, Phil. Um, I think you made a good point there because we don't really need big faith but small faith in a big God. Mm. Now some teach that their faith causes things to happen. Uh, that's not actually faith, that's manipulation. Uh, We believe for something that God has not not initiated and we try to get God to respond to our so-called faith uh, by giving us what we want, but that's not really faith, that's manipulation. For example, I can say I'm going to set a a growth goal for my church. I'm going to believe that we're going to grow by 10% in the next year I'm gonna bring this before God, I'm gonna claim it and so on. Well it's something that's initiated in my heart rather than, you know, what God has done. That's manipulation.
0: And that gets back to what we were saying just a minute ago about Noah and Moses and all these guys. They were actually
1: called by God to do something. Yeah. And he gave they had the faith that he would give them the provision to do it. That's right. They responded to what God initiated in their lives now, when I become the initiator and I make him the responder, yeah. well, we've reversed roles here. I'm God, and he's my servant. You know, he's doing what I'm telling him to do, and uh, that's that. That's the whole thing where faith breaks down. Now, when God told uh, Abraham to move to a strange land, the you know I don't know about you, Phil, but it, uh, we have emigrated. You know, we've gone from one side of the world to the other, and it's a big step, and there's a certain amount of fear and trepidation. But if you know that God has called you, you you have confidence and you relax. And uh, Abraham, as he moved out, there was no fear in his heart. But you, you read that when he got into the land, then there was a famine in the land, and, and without God's leading, he went down to Egypt. And then he became fearful. The first thing he he did was to say to Sarah, you know, say you're my sister, not my wife. And and he was operating in fear because he didn't have a word from God. He was stepping out in his own initiation.
0: Mm, it's quite fundamental, You began today quoting a a pretty well-known verse, Ken, the just shall live by faith. Probably all heard that before. It's a good one, a simple one to remember, that we can remind ourselves that the Christian life really is just
1: a response to what God has initiated on on our behalf. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and you know the amazing thing, Phil, is that that's how Jesus lived his life. Uh, I think an important thing to keep in mind is that Jesus demonstrated the life of faith when he was on earth. You know, we can think, oh, he was the son of God. He could do anything and everything. But though he was the son of God and is the son of God on earth, he didn't live as the son of God, but as the son of man. In other words, he lived in total dependence upon God. And so, for example, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, the son of man could do nothing of himself. In other words, he's saying, I don't initiate anything in my life. I can do nothing of myself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does. The son also does in like manner. Then he said it again. He said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the father who sent me. You look at when he said that. It was after he healed that man at the pool of Bethesda. I've heard people say, you know, if I had the faith and the, the power of Jesus, I would heal all the sick. Well, actually, Jesus didn't. <laughs> um, there were many sick people at that pool that day. You know, there were many of them lying there. He, he probably had to step over sick bodies to get to that man that he healed. He healed one man and uh, one man only on that day. Why? Because he was just doing what the Father was initiating in his life to do. And everything that Jesus did was in response to his Father's initiation. The disciples that he chose, you know, they were the ones that the Father told him to call. He he spent the whole night before praying and in communion with the Father, and uh, he came down the mountain, and uh, he knew the ones, you, 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 follow me, be my disciples. And uh, you look at the, the choice of some of those guys, <laughs> and in the natural, they're not the choice that you'd make, but they were the ones the Father wanted to be his disciples um, when he turned the water into wine. Actually, we read that he didn't know what he was going to do that day. Um his mother came to him and said, you know, they've run out of wine. He said, what's that got to do with me? My hour has not yet come. But obviously the father spoke to him and and that was the day that he was to launch his miraculous ministry. That was the day he did his first miracle, turning the water into wine. But he didn't know that until the father initiated and led him into doing that. He responded by faith and did what the father told him to do. And the key thing that's coming through
0: here is that he obviously was in tune with what the father yep. wanted for him to do, was hearing from the father I guess, you know, he's got a bit of an advantage over us because, you know, he's God. <laughs> but, but that doesn't get us off the hook. Yeah. We have to be seeking God. And this is really challenging because we often think, what do I want to achieve? What do I want to do today? You know, yeah. and how often do we actually really in a genuine fashion say, Lord,
1: what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I come back to this, Phil. I mean, yeah, he, he is God. But I come back to this. On earth, he didn't live as God. He lived as a man and lived in dependence upon the Father. You know, sometimes we, we uh, you know, talk about what would Jesus do? <laughs> mm. I always smile at that because he didn't know. He didn't know what he was going to do. He only, <laughs> you know, he said, I'm only going to do what my Father tells me to do. So every day is, is a challenge. Every day is a new day and every day is a surprise.
0: you have been listening to Ken Legg and set free on the subject of faith and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.
0: This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.